0: Forever in Electric Dreams and Blue and Green Radio present a 90s State of Mind podcast. I thought I told you that
1: we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought
0: I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Eh, 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 eh. Blue and Green Radio in a 90s state of mind. Welcome to Blue and Green Radio.com.
2: Welcome gang, you're tuned in to another episode of the 90's State of Mind podcast How are you? My name's Imran, thank you for tuning in These uh, podcasts, uh, this podcast series is a collaborative project from ForeverInElectricDreams.com and Blue in Green Radio. So check us out uh, both online, ForeverInElectricDreams.com and BlueInGreenRadio.com um, And uh, yeah, the purpose of this series is basically from myself Based in London in the UK and my broadcasting buddy uh, Rhonda from san jose california uh we take uh turns in picking a different 90s album and uh celebrating it for uh, uh oh, the best way i think we can describe it actually Rhonda has a brilliant way of describing it she says we give roses Uh, to to albums And I think that's a wonderful way to describe it So, uh, that's what we're doing Today's episode sees us Um, giving, uh The proverbial rose to the Notorious B.I.G.'s Uh, second album release Life After Death And what's extra special is we're putting this episode out On the 25th anniversary To the day um it's released it was initially released 25th of march nineteen ninety seven on bad boy records and uh yeah this we've managed to put this out on the 25th uh, of march twenty twenty two which is really cool I was very excited uh, to be able to do that so um I very much hope you'll enjoy our episode um as we said this is the second album from Taurus BIG um released uh 16 days before his uh his death his horrifically sad death Um, but we, um, uh, yes, we have the opportunity to kind of celebrate his, his music, his legacy and, uh, this wonderful album. Um, I won't set it up too much more because we do so, uh, right off the bat in the episode itself. So, um, and I imagine this is an album, I think, if you're a 90s fiend, particularly a 90s hip hop fiend, this is probably a project that requires very, uh, little introduction. So, um... I hope you'll enjoy the episode and uh, hopefully you'll uh, connect with some of the tracks that we cite as favourites. And uh, and, yeah, uh, regular listeners uh, of the uh, series will know we feature two songs per episode. Rhonda has the luxury of picking the closing number, uh, but I have the luxury of picking the opener. And this was a mega, mega hard uh, album. Uh, to pick just one song from because it is a masterpiece. It is one of uh, yeah one of the quintessential releases from the nineties for me. And there are <laughs> we're talking two discs of twenty five songs. And I, I think it, a different day I'd probably give a different answer. However, the song I'd love to cite, I'd love to introduce uh, the album. Uh, to you guys, with is Notorious Thugs. It's a song we do discuss uh, in the episode as well. Um, so this one features both Thugs and Harmony, produced by Puffy and Stevie J, and they do a masterful job on this amazing, amazing song. And um, yeah, it's long been one of the standouts for me, but dudes, we could have picked so many. Um, Yeah I would love to hear what you think Please feel free to check uh, out the episode And I would love for you to check out Past episodes as well Where we have um, um, reviewed uh, Kind of albums From Michael Jackson We did Dangerous, we did Khalees' Kaleidoscope Miseducation of Lauren Hill uh, Maxwell's urban Hang Sweet uh, Sharday's love deluxe, Mary J. Blige's My Life, uh, loads, loads, Aaliyah, one in a million as well, um, Tevin Campbell, Bobby Brown, etc. etc. So uh, this is episode 14 and um, uh, yeah, very much hope you enjoyed the episode today. So we'd love to tip our hat once again to, to the notorious B.I.G. and life after death. Big
1: it, big it. Tell me, baby, big it. Just go and it, Let's ride, let's ride, let's ride.
0: Gambling, gamblin' I'm restaurants with mandolins and violins. We just sitting here trying to win, try not to sin. How off weed and lots of gin. So much smoke, we oxygen. Deadly them Benjamins, Nigga, you should too. If you knew what this game would do to you, been in this shit since ninety-two. Look at all the bullshit I've been through. So called beef with you know who Fuck a few female falls or two. Then I blew like niggas do like my shit. Not to be fucked with. Motherfucker better duck quick. Cause me and my dogs love buck shit. Fuck the luck, shit, strictly aim. No aspirations to quit the game. Spit your game, fuck your shit. Grab your cat, pull your clip, squeeze your clip, hit the right one. Pass that weed, I got the like one. All them niggas, I got the fight one. All them hoes, I got the like one. Our situation. You type one What you want gonna do? Five one Seems to me that you take B bone the big nigga die slowly I'ma tell you like a nigga told me Cash roll everything around me Shit, lyrically, niggas can't see me Fuck it, buy the coke, cook the coke, cut it you Know the bitch before you call yourself lovin' it Nigga with a bench, fuck it Doesn't it seem hard to you? Big come through with mobs and crews Good fellas down to the moot so up, dude Who's the killer? Me or you?
1: We forgive you No, dose, so pop a double of gold that I rip the nigga, Mr. Clean, make it clean. Deep in my trouble, and I do get sentimentally shamed with my instrumentality. And heated especially for your team in the 45. And D will be in between the scenes Destroy your dreams, you willing to die. We'll see how many fish when it comes to see We mean. But it's all about going through to get pissed off now. Who's ready to get back? Nigga, like me, teeny, i them green leaves. But I ain't got no dope. Gotta make some money, so I'm back my door.
2: is really funny um because we're we're discussing an album that this is a conversation that's been put off for various reasons yes. about three times for about th- three months nearly i think we've put this off however as fate would have it as you've probably you may have already deduced this from your research uh for the episode today but we're discussing uh, life after death uh by notorious big and because we've ended up putting this off so much. Yeah. Um serendipitously, we're now talking precisely five days before the album's official twenty-fifth anniversary. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So yeah, so releasing on twenty fifth of March ninety seven. So we're yeah, hopefully we can actually have this out on the actual day. Which will be a oh, nice right. kind of Yes. Uh to, I, I put myself like in the corner. That way. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> i know um, yeah no pressure right i need to get to work as soon as i'm gonna wrap it up now so i can get out in time i'll give the outro and then we'll go okay okay. (laughs) um but yeah it's kind of funny that we obviously we put this off and then uh, unwittingly we're yeah we're we're bang on we're we're ahead of the ball for uh uh uh, for celebrating its 25th anniversary 25 years if we can believe it so um as we said, we're talking uh, Notorious V.I.G.'s Life After Death, his uh, second and uh, somewhat final uh, full-length studio album available through Bad Boy Records. Um, a double-disc effort mm-hmm. as well, um, spearheaded by the uh, singles Hypnotize, My Money, more Problems, and Sky's the Limit. Um, and it's just going back to Cali as well. Um, yeah. I don't know if that, was that the same single release? Um, I think it might have got paired together. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I don't yeah. remember of being in the UK, I, I actually don't remember going back to Cali being a single. I remember Sky's the Limit with the video as well. We had the the young right. version of like or, or the whole kind of roster. You had a baby Biggie, baby one twelve, baby buffy as well, which was a really cool video. Um but yes, yeah, so I mean this is this is such a colossal album to discuss. I'm looking at the the Wikipedia page and you know, it was a uh, nominated for a bunch of uh, Grammys, and uh, Rolling Stone uh, nom- um, ranked this album 179th on their uh, 2020 mm. list of the 500 greatest albums of all time, which is an incredible distinction. Um, yes. Uh, what What is your? Where should we start? Because I think I picked you, did Biggie. Picked this one. You did. Did, yeah, yeah, but did we? I think did we both agree on life after death as as the album to discuss over Ready to Die? Well,
3: we we did have a, a discussion back and forth over this, but we ultimately you're the choice. You chose this one, and it was a good discussion. We you know we had <laughs> pros and cons of picking either album,
2: but yeah, because they're very different you know, discussions, aren't they? To yeah. to have for each each project what was your um uh kind of memories of of the album when it initially came out
3: um well part of this you have to think back at that time um p diddy or you know all the names that he's used (laughs) before and during at that time um and and the music videos that Uh, bad boys put out, right? So it was very um how I want to say this? Um I want to say over the top but very um
2: um Flamboyant
3: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say flamboyant and jovial and, you know, expressing you know, the, the good life um on the grand scale, we'll put it like mm. that, right? So everything was big, big, big. Um, and so you have that kind of producer um, in charge of your project. You're gonna have the big budgets and and things like that to really um, put your videos out. Um, it was back then Literally, uh, pun intended. The sky was the limit in terms of money spent on um, showcasing the the flash and the glamour, right? That mm. uh, Bad Boys had created for uh, for that record company, right? Um, so in that, then you have Hypnotize and more money, more problems. All of those videos, they were just. You know just a lot really good videos just but it it played to that um that's how it was sold packaged and sold. I'll put it like that, so mm. um seeing it that way, I uh, following up you know, ready to die he he continues on on this um this story of web that he's you know puts forth on this album, but he has those classic cuts that people just gravitated toward, right? And right off the top with, um, hypnotize, which was, you know, everybody liked that. It got a lot of rotation, yeah. um, on the radio as well as on video play. Right. And then this happened, this was released, you know, 16 days after his death. So then this was fresh for everybody. So then that, help play into everybody, you know, gravitating to what this album was going to be. And then to have the, the hit records come out that people just immediately took to. That's yeah. that's what I remember at the time.
2: Was, was this a sort of a style of hip hop that you were a fan of uh, at the time? Or were you coming as a fan from you know, like more roots-based stuff or, uh, you know, common. Oh, like a
3: backpacker. Yeah, you could say I was a little more of that and we didn't have as much of the flash uh, from, I mean, I liked I liked it, but I really at that time I was not a big fan of the the -the over-the-top stuff because I was just hoping that um, for my community that uh, we wouldn't get caught up into it. But, you know, I just, as I reflect back now, because, um, you know, we don't see much of it um, as much as it was then, but that kind of stuff gets sold um, not only to our community, but to the world at large. It's, it's, this is how we live. And I don't know that that was accurately reflecting um, how, um Every Day of Life was for the vast majority of us, but um, now I can see the the over-the-top for what it was now as I reflect back, you know. But I I can't say I didn't like these songs. I did. I liked all of them. And and I think that speaks actually to Sean Combs' ability to sample so well, right, Mm -hmm. because he really could go through and pick out the right um music to go and then Biggie could just rap over it and it's just blended so well with his flow um and and I so I do really have to give credit to P Diddy on that it's it's, yeah. it's funny
2: what you said about how you I think you'd probably expect it to be the other way around what you said about um I guess when when this style of well, I guess bling hip hop yeah, is what yes. it was called. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. When that kind of came out, how you were, or what you were skeptical of it from the outset, and, but now mm-hmm. you look back at it and think, okay, it is what it is, or you know, it was what it was sort of thing. But that's, right. you expect that the other way around because I think I massively enjoyed it. This was very much my gateway because okay. I've, I've got a huge um, affection for Bad Boy and because okay. this was very much my genuine segue into into hip-hop i just i i i i don't think i don't think puff gets kind of the credit for the sort of the vision mm-hmm. that he had um i think he gets a lot of stick for mm-hmm. uh again you know the, the the bling um kind of uh perspective of hip-hop which many people thought was and i agree i i totally agree that it was sort of a more the, it could be quite a detrimental perspective to to kind of to push out but right. at the same time it's always funny that dr dre who openly is the was dubbed the godfather of gangster rap how he right. was always heralded he was always praised for for his perception of hip-hop but you know puffy's kind of hey let's make money kind of thing was right. he was deemed corny and certain someone who brought a negative aspect to, to the genre. And I always thought, well, I mean, you could certainly criticize both of them for, for what oh, yeah. they probably did, but Dr. Dre didn't really get that flack from, say, the hip-hop community itself. Puffy did. Uh-uh. And I always thought yeah. that was really interesting. Um, I, I think,
3: um, and that's a great point because both uh, gangster rap which really when uh, like if we go uh, take a step back or from a wider lens, hip hop had always had, a, it was always an umbrella of different genre mm. within it's, you know, this music, right. So it wasn't always gangster rap or this, you know, you had a plethora we I mean, had a variety, you know, you had positive rap, political rap, uh, jazz rap rap, and to see it reduced for a time to gangster rap or you are just selling drugs, which is kind of what, you know, and I, you know, Jay-Z, Biggie, all of these guys, Mm -hmm. which to, you know, if that's the life you live, that's fine. But because there's a, there's a fine line between, you know, saying that that was your life and then you, how you transitioned and then other people, thinking that they have to have that same upbringing to be allowed or to be accepted within the community. Yeah. And, and so um, I think the, the other thing, as I look back at the bling, um, there was also a playfulness to what uh, P. Diddy did in his videos that I shouldn't overlook because there was part of that. And even that was part of hip hop. There was a fun part to hip-hop and the storytelling, it wasn't always grim, right? There was It wasn't always bling. There was also a mix, right? It's, it's just when it gets reduced down because even with Gangster Rabbit, there was a time with NWA where that's what they wanted to sell to the world. And you, you're looking at the lowest common denominator of the creativity of my people, and that's what you want to sell to the world. No, we're, we're far more than that. So, that's that's where uh, both have um, they have to own that. I would say on both sides. I think the thing with Dre is that he, as soon as he could distance himself, you know, from Suge Knight and 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 that label, then he he could branch out and do other things. And I think that that's probably the buffer. That he gets, and while he produced his own music, he really wasn't all as integral integral within his artist. Let's say is a is a is P Diddy, right? So there's that distinction, right? So um, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't. That's all I can say. I don't really know more that can say where you know dre had teflon i don't know <laughs> <It> just bounced <laughs> off of him and, and so um uh, he didn't get stuck with it and i think it's because maybe also the way nwa broke up too where you know people knew some of the backstory of, of dre separating mm, yeah uh, from that and then the music that he created on his own—it really wasn't um, as over the top, I would say, with the blame. Yeah. Right? Well, it's
2: funny because I guess I mean, gangster rap is, for whatever the reason, has mm-hmm. always been deemed cool. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. and that's I mm-hmm. suppose from a because obviously not you know there is a distinction between. um gangster rap sort of getting um it's you know sorry and not to imply that no one went at it everybody went at at gangster rap and critiqued mm-hmm. it but oh, yeah, he the got time. the right yeah. kind of pressure because it was from outside the hip-hop community within yeah. the hip-hop community that's when puffed got which is where oh, you know, a, he took the yeah. flak from from himself. And ultimately it's you know, he was deemed the shiny suit man mainly for yep. the video for Mo Money, Mo Problems. Because right. it was he was he, he did get to a point where he was deemed corny. And right. that's a difficult hill to climb down from, I think, when you are perceived that. So Dr. Drake kind of he did absolutely get flak for gangster, but it, in a way for him it was the right kind of flack because it was deemed you know it was from outside of the community and you know it's kind of like yeah but you're you're you know you're stuffy you're pretentious and you're you're not cool and it just made him stronger you know when you're getting mainstream criticism you just come off stronger as a result isn't it you become like more of a rebel if you've got CNN yeah. coming at you, you're, right. you're 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 the hero. <laughs> well,
3: actually, yeah, it just becomes like a an us versus them versus within the house. You get to yeah. pick out them. you know, us even versus them, Hammer, that's Hammer uh, took a lot of flack, right, for the corny and you're selling out and that kind of thing. Whereas yeah. um, there's a lot to, even though. Um, a lot of people, this was their first, I mean, when they were looking at NWA, it was their first time they had taken a look at what was going on in LA. And then you had the the Rodney King thing. So there was a lot Mm. of things that were going on in LA that I think also played to um, people uh, rising up and supporting them, right, in that way. Um, But yeah, you're right. He just, he... Was deemed not corny, and and so it. He just doesn't get it, you know. He doesn't mm-hmm. get that that shiny suit. Yeah, because I do remember the whole shiny <laughs> suit. So yeah, he doesn't get that. Um, and I, and I think um, the, I think part of that too, when you quote unquote cross over, um, mm-hmm. that's where sometimes people think you, oh, you are selling out, right? To do that but it's it became popular right yeah so i think uh that's that's the uh the grass you know you hop over the fence yeah. you see that and you think it's great until you know um people within the community think now nah, you
2: sold us out man and <laughs> and then you start to get that you know so. but to, to, to biggie's credit though i mean if we look at the tracks on this album Mm
3: -hmm.
2: i mean i can't think of many people that occupied both spaces both kind of camps so well like you've got songs like somebody's got to die kick in the door you know what's beef these are really these are heavy gangster um gangster rap tracks but then you know you've also this is on an album with again mo money mo problems and And Mo Money Mo Problems doesn't stand out as well, that's a really out of place song. Or I Love right. the though. That's you know, no one I never heard that as a criticism of anyone saying that song makes no sense on the album. You know, he he can do those songs, but then these kind of gritty street anthems at the same point and at the same time, and it's it's a real credit to him because he does both with the utmost comfort.
3: Yeah. And I and I think um that speaks to him as an artist that um and I think part of it is the fact that um some of his subject matter uh is seen as more gritty, more real, to balance out the other the bling tracks, right? So you have the stuff that you could, you know, dance to, but then you have this overall arc of the storytelling. That he does Mm. Um, and and so like I say you you get this broader picture it's not all 100% grim because you have these other tracks that are fun Um, but he's able to to like you say cross both sides so well right I mean even with his his fun with little Kim right uh, on another, right? I mean, he's able to have this fun with her, to play off of her, right? Um, and, you know, you have the seriousness, and then you have these songs where he's, you know, with with women and, and you know, um, like, F you tonight, right? Or, you uh you know where you you have it's just like a whole big story of how he interacts in his life and yeah. and how he tells his stories and i think that that really resonated with his fan base right, and his listeners so mm-hmm. yeah um yeah mm-hmm. miss you i mean it's just it's just it's you know it's it's I was trying to decide if 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 we should have done uh ready to die or not, but considering when how this was released and we're nearing the twenty fifth you know yeah we, you picked a good one, sir.
2: <laughs> what are your thoughts so. on ready to die just as a before we sort of jump into this one a bit more uh
3: well, I, I enjoyed that one, you know, but that's a, that's your first one, right, so. Yeah were introduced to him and and you relate to him because a lot of the things that he expressed when he was growing up you could like oh yeah i remember that stuff too and and so that's how people got hooked on on him in the first place because of his ability to tell stories because you're like um you know like slick rick was was also one
2: absolutely that could
3: also paint pictures really vivid you know uh, stories that were nice to just you know listen to and, and yeah I, I know what that was like and so um to, to you know it's like it's he got cut short you know this I was just my research it's like you know this album has been out longer now than he's even been alive Right, wow. The time has passed because he didn't even get to be 25. right So at 24, this is where your mind was and this is how you were expressing your art, right to be that far along to say this is how I want these are the stories I want to share, right. Um, so it, it's interesting that we, we talked about this one just to be to reflect on that. Right. Because you go from your first album to your next album, it's going to be a little more, you should have a little more control, you know, right. with, with your content, if not with your samples. But, um, and so, you know, I know that, you know, my research, part of his sadness was that his, his mother was sick. She had breast cancer. So that, that put, you know, a cloud that he was dealing with too. So, it's just these things that you say. Okay, this is what my life is doing, and then let's 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 go in the studio and and see what I'm gonna put together to pick up the the baton from the first album, and let's go into the next one with these stories to share. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So. It's, as you said, you know, with I guess comparing the two, um, life after death is so much more. Um, balanced like it mm-hmm. caters to so many such a wider demographic than the first one you know and the first one is very much a gangster rap record um yeah and um it is brilliant it is it is you know there's it's it's got so many just brilliant brilliant songs on there and he's he's a genius with just his his writing but um yeah uh, i i again, the the you know this like the life after death is such a more versatile Kind of album, you know, and he can coat you know he's well, he stops shouting for starters, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the first yeah. one is just angry shouting at <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, he's kind of realized that i can I can shout and I can be smoother yeah. at times as well exactly so. that's right,
3: <laughs> and stick him my point across and um, <laughs> um, yeah and and I think that might be because you, you grow up a little bit too. you have a little more life. Right. You know, in a different perspective, um, but uh, you know, even you know, the people that he you know brings in to to you know do this, little Kim, one twelve, R. Kelly, you know, P, well, You know, Pete Diddy was gonna find a way to be in here, but you know, just you know, Buck, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, just good pairings with the artists that came to to, Mm -hmm. and jay-z of course is on there too right so i mean and it's you know you you worry sometimes about who you pair with because i know his next album p diddy did that you know all those different you know takes on his music but here it's just like they mixed the artists with him and they they made great tracks together
2: Yeah. yeah they buy the lineup the guest list for this is yeah is incredible but like the the producer list as well from like dj premier and havoc from mob deep and rizza i mean it's you know as well as the sort of the bad boy hitmen as they were called i mean it's a dream lineup for i think for any 90s album you could hold up against it i think sort of the people um that are kind of like a part of it. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a real dream kind of pairing with some of these people.
3: Yeah. Um I know it's it's impressive. So, you know, um it it's 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 kind of bittersweet because you you see this and then because this is his final you don't see where he could have um yeah. taken this. You know, going forward, right? Mm. Um, and I and I just think like let's in, say in a comparison to say Tupac in terms of just the volume of stuff that we have from Tupac, right? Yeah. Um, no Dido. So I, sorry, I knew I you know were gonna I, say. T- I had to, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what would our conversation be without that? But. Um, <laughs> But you know, because they were both young, right, twenty-five yeah. and twenty-four. I mean, these guys were young and taken young, so we didn't. It's it's you know I was talking about you know I, was, I don't have Luther, I don't have Whitney, I don't have Prince, you know I have Aretha, you know um, artists that I grew up in terms of you know R and B and soul music, right. But these two got robbed. We got robbed of their creativity. These are really fantastic lyrical um, artists. You know, the way they thought and the way they could paint a picture and the way that they could uh, share their art with us, that creativity is gone, right? And um, the whole East Coast, West Coast thing, you know, now it looks dumb, right? Right, and, you know, I think, you know, even though I talked about uh, the whole glam and bling, you know, I, bling is one thing. Now you have kids talking about Percocet and all this other stuff, which I'm like, that's really, <laughs> is that where hip hop is going to? You know, I, you know, mm. now I would probably almost prefer a little bit <laughs> with the bling, let's say, versus then you feeling that. You need to take prescription drugs to to, to get through a day. I mean, mm-hmm. for those who need it, I understand, but if you don't, please don't take it. Right? So, again, what's being sold to our kids about what is accepted? So that's kind of where I would have, you know, because they've been fifty now. Where where is your mind at fifty? And where is your mm-hmm. creativity to go along with that? That 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 time to grow and expand as an artist, right? Um, yeah. we don't have any of that. So I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean
2: beyond like his own career, you're absolutely right. I think he was always trying to look ahead. I mean, he obviously mm-hmm. with Junior Mafia and like uh, you know names that he was trying to bring to the forefront not by himself. I mean, as a as a label owner as well. Was it um should have checked. I think it was Undeus that he set up um, as a as a label that
3: mm-hmm. he wanted
2: to try and develop as well. So he was putting things into motion to be on a on a more business end as well. So yeah, from from that perspective, there's obviously no telling the, what he could have gone on to achieve and um, outside of just his own career. Correct, and so
3: we we just don't know. Um, so I mean, that's the. You know, was it only the good die young or something? Mm-hmm. That, I the song, I'll go with that because we're we're still hanging around, so it's not accurate. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, just thinking back when you go back to to listen to the tracks and stuff, it it's just this
2: is it. So, dang, right there's something yeah. about this album that's always like, it's kind of hard to sort of, you know, put your finger on some, some of it sometimes because there's a, like I adore this album. This is a real key kind of nineties kind of album for me. Um, mm-hmm. But there's something very kind of like combustible about it. Something that's very kind of that always leaves you that little bit. um, Uh, sort of not always feeling comfortable I suppose because it's obviously tied into his own death and right. uh, there, there are so many it's, it's 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 volatile in that there are songs where he's openly going at other other rappers you've got uh long kiss Goodnight," which is him and puffy quite aggressively kind of going at some mysterious person or group of people that they don't name um right and it's it's something kind of yeah, combustible is the word I've kind of had yeah. in my head while just trying to sort of summarize it. But um, but yeah, I don't know what it is. It's almost like an unsettling feeling about so much around it. Um, and obviously the, the, the kind of the rivalry with like West Coast artists and Death Row and Shug Knight and stuff like that. And um, yeah, there's just something about it that sort of obviously the circumstances around its release, that kind of, um, yeah, sometimes can leave a, this almost unsettling, unsettling kind of feeling about when you kind of look back at it. Do you kind of get that at all? Or?
3: Well, yeah, because I would tie um, like somebody's got to die along with that one, right? Where you right. see that you're having this conversation or this plotting a, a, a with someone else, right? Yeah. Where we're we're raising the stakes almost. It's. Um, I don't want to say it was foreshadowing since, you know, it ended up that someone did, you know, unfortunately, but um, it was always this kind of back and forth conversation that he was having with, you know, the other trying to um, defend himself as well as uh, uh, state what he would do, right? So... Yeah, this little tete tete was going on that you could see through the through all of all of uh, this underlining thing going through. Like, right? what's beef and um, and you know niggas bleed. There's you know I got a story to tell. There's a lot of that. I think that's a great way for you um, to say that, right? where there's like this undercurrent of that, right? Like the suspense. (laughs) Right. right? Um, That's, you know, counterbalanced by the other songs, right? So...
0: Dreaming about lead jets and feets The way salt shoots and how to sell records like Snoop I'm interrupted by a doorbell 352 Who the hell is this? I get up quick, cocks my shit Stop the dogs from barking, Then proceed to walk walkin' It's a face that I seen before My nigga sing he used to sling on the 16th floor Check it, I look deeper I see blood up on his sneakers And his fist grip the chrome for fifth So I dip, nigga, is you creeping or speaking? He tells me C-Rock just got hit up at the beacon I opens up the door pitiful Is he in critical retaliation But this one Won't be minimal, cause I'm a criminal Way before the rap shit, bust the cat shit Puff won't even know what happened If it's done smoothly, so Balances on the Uzi, stash in the hooptie, my alibi and any cutie, with the booty that done fuck Big Pop. Head spinning reminisce about my man c rock Somebody got to die. If I go, you got to go. Somebody got to die. Let the gunshots blow. Somebody got to die. Nobody got to know that I killed weird- your men- men- ass in the mid. Somebody got to die. If I go, you got to go. Somebody got to die. Let the gunshots blow. Somebody got to die. Nobody got to know that I killed your ass in the mid. Filling clips, he explained our situation
3: right when you think oh someone's gotta die then you come out with hypnotized so you know, it's like yeah. you go back and forth right just want to get you at the edge intermission so um right, right. but yeah it, I think that those were um things that he was dealing with in his life right and and it came out reflected in his art mm. yeah, yeah.
2: So what, so what were your, some of your like your favorites from this? What were the the songs you instantly gravitated towards? What are the ones that have stayed with you uh, since it's uh, release? So Yeah, what are some yeah some of the standouts well, for you?
3: Yeah, well, hypnotize was the big one that came out yeah. right at the top that I really enjoyed. Everybody kind of did at the time. Um, uh, more money, more problems because it just you know everybody related to. If you even had a little bit of money, (laughs) the issues that went with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Going back to Cali is, like, really my favorite,
2: you know. just I don't know why I'm not surprised by it. That's interesting. I don't know know, why. I would have picked that for you.
0: That your hat can't fit ya Either I'm with ya or against ya Format bent Back through that maze I sent ya Talking to the rap inventor Nigga with the game type If that flame right Tell my name right B-I-Double G-I-E Ice out, lights out Me and the Leo Getting hand for some chick, he know See it's all about the cheddar Nobody do it better Going back to Cali Strictly for the weather Women and the weed Sticky green No seeds, bitch, please Papa ain't strong Get up in the hood Ain't no love lost, got me mixed up, you drunk them licks up, mad cause I got my dicks up, and my balls lick forfeit, the game is mine, I'ma spell my name one more time, check it, it's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O, U-S, you just, lay down, slow, recognize the real dawn when you see one, sippin' on booze in the house of blues, I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, Cali. Uh.
3: Ah, you know, it's in the it's in the same vein of like uh, the <laughs> California love with um, with Tupac and Dre, right? It's just mm-hmm. it's they're both fun, playful songs, right? And yeah. going back to Cali's got a great sample. That's what I'm saying. He's got great samples. Even when I was going back um to to listen to this um i think it's i think it may be um yeah what's the beef right what's beef because it's got the al green sample that was like oh i know that song right and um just how they were able to cleverly loop in um different songs and like i got a story to tell I didn't know until I researched it that they had sampled uh, Andres Vollenwinder, who I love, right? All so right. then I was like, oh yeah, I love this track. So then I could hear it. I was like, oh, see.
0: Oh, check it out.
3: Check it out.
0: This here goes out for all the niggas that be fucking mad bitches. And of the niggas' cribs. Thinking shit is sweet. Nigga, creep up on your ass. <laughs> live niggas respect it check it i kick flows for you kick down doors for you even left all my motherfucking holes for you niggas think frankie pussy whip nigga picture that with the kodak it's the attack we don't get down like that lay my game down quite flat sweetness when you park that petiteness but that ass fat she got a body make a nigga want to eat that
3: i'm fucking with you that's clever like this so i can't you know when you're Dealing with the production of tracks too, to be able to know, like what songs you want to play, put for him to then you know express himself, it was done very well, right? Mm-hmm. So the production of this album is really really good, and and that's what I'm saying. This is like, you know, to see what would have been. It's kind of it's a little sad. It's it's, it's like I said, bittersweet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Angela Winbush, you know, on the "I Love the Dough," yeah. right, right? So it's like it's, it's clever how, um, the the selections used for the tracks was was really nicely done.
2: Yeah, yeah. Were, were you um? were you were you a fan of uh, Player Hater? Out of interest. Uh, <laughs> Could you I, get with him and puffy singing crooning away was it this delphonics, isn't it
3: yeah, yeah, Del- yeah yeah, actually, him singing um on another was funny, so it's just you know right. what I'm saying because this is this like this playfulness, right so yeah I, you know that's that's the 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 thing about him, right is that he knew when to take himself serious and then when he could still be. Lighthearted and comical and jovial, and that came across too, right? Um, And I think that that's uh, to his credit how people really could relate to him and and Mm -hmm. really um, support him as an artist, right?
0: Cut that hooker off and find someone new. I need another bitch. Another bitch in my life. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh. Now we don't treat you like I treat you Time to explain the game and see through Sex is lethal. Uh, I ain't gonna lie uh, Means to get you back I ain't gonna try Like this y'all My girl fucked another nigga dick y'all Light skin with the chrome dot 6 y'all uh, One day was creepin' to trips to VA every third weekend While you was sleepin' Hit you on the box 69 cold non-stop should have left you then But my heart said not You knew too much The relationship grew too much You knew about crack crackdown Means to be trial Way I hit go under the bathroom towel Waited for a while, thought you would do the right thing uh, Then things got frightening Beat the scene, sorta like Sam Ross uh-huh. Guess you ginger, huh? Go figure, never thought you could be a gold digger Take my dough and spend with the next nigga uh-huh. Ask my man Jigger, my ace going not cool, let me cut the bitch off for this shit balloon Now I'm like Danny, sitting in my room Guess he drunk, listening to the stylistic tunes For the OJs, thinking about the old days My niggas like, fuck that bitch, go play, baller if she beat you, don't call her Guess who I seen that free bitch, baller he was asked about your about a digits. No, you can wear that out, tear that out, the frame.
1: Your game's so tight, you be all fucking. when your is untrue? You cut someone I man You know.
3: Yeah, I know. So it, it you know, I like the the fun stuff too. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. what are your
2: what are your favorites? Oh, dude. Um mm. I I think Notorious Thugs is like I mean, that's like a 6-minute oh. song and it could be 12 yeah. minutes like it's right. so And he sounds amazing on it. It's like he totally outperforms like Bone Thugs in their own their own lane you know right yes it's a great verse and everything the, the production of that is it's a real brilliant brilliant track um obviously i think the stuff that i initially gravitated towards were the the kind of the club uh tunes the r&b tunes like hypnotize right. uh the r kelly track um more money Mo problems miss you sky's the limit you know i instantly that was as i say that was my intro i was coming from being like a 90s r&b fan and right. those were the ones okay. that initially grabbed me but then the more time you spend with the album it's it's things like I got a story to tell, I, I, my downfall. Um, you're Nobody to somebody, kills you, nasty boy, stuff like that. Going back to Kelly, another one, yeah. one of my genuine favorites. I love that record, and yeah, so it like yeah, that's kind of the thing that you can kind of move with the album into these different pockets. If you want, kind of the you know the R and B stuff, you can stay in that little territory, and there's enough to keep you there as well. You know, right? And then you move into the kind of more the more kind of street anthems or the or the club stuff you know so yeah so it's it's amazing the the amount of kind of uh markers that it hits you know it's um, that's a good point yeah yeah so for me yeah so it just kind of changes i mean you know not to not to skip ahead or anything but Mm -hmm. you know we talk about opening and closing numbers. I have absolutely no idea at the time that we're currently talking or what I would pick to to kick it off. I mean it's,
3: it's I well you know I did have my track and I was gonna go with it and I'm I'm wavering as we talk because we're we're supposed to pick one that summarizes <laughs> right summarizes the project. So <laughs> I may I may have to go against the grain. Wow okay. on, on what I normally do to actually Pick something I would think could be more reflective of the album, so right. I'm still having that
2: yeah play out wow. in the background. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, it's it is it's a tough one to yeah kind of really pick for, but um, but yeah, it's uh, uh the kind of the masterpiece that is, isn't it? And like, yeah, it's so it's it's funny kind of because like you know it's such a you know upbeat album and positive in 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 certain aspects like hypnotize Mm -hmm. and more money and stuff like that but it's you know about that kind of combustible kind of aspect to it i mean if you look at how ready to die ends Mm -hmm. with suicidal thoughts which is the grimmest end to a a hip-hop album i could ever you know even conceive but then when you look at the end here, so you have the last three, three tracks. You have My Downfall, Long Kiss Goodnight, and You're Nobody Till Somebody Kills I'll You, kill which you. Right. An amazing, amazing trio of songs, but the poignancy of it knowing that he he passed Just, you know, right. before this came out. And what when you really play those three tracks, obviously knowing he's he died before the album came out, I mean real kind of there's, a, there's an all kind of new level of emotion you get just listening to that, just knowing, you know, it's right. just you're nobody till somebody cures you. So technically, his final song, you know, the last song on the last album he did before he passed. I mean, <laughs> that, you know, the the kind of the weight of that alone, it's, right. it's unrivaled, isn't
1: it? Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come me You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows Sure, goodness and love will follow me All the days of my life And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, forever.
0: Niggas in my faction, don't like asking questions Strictly gun testing, coke measuring Giving pleasure in the Benzito Hittin fannies, spending chips at Manny's. Hope you creeps got receipts. My peeps get dirty like cleats. Run up in your crib, wrap you in your polo sheets. Six up in your wig piece, nigga deceased. Why may you rest in peace with my sycamore style? More sicker than yours. 4-4 and 54 drawers. That's my pilot. Stairs my lair. Yes, my dear, shit's official. Only the feds I fear. Here's a tissue. Stop your blood clot crying. The kid's the dog. Everybody dying, no lying. So don't you get suspicious? I'm big, dangerous. You're just a little vicious. As I leave my competition, respirator style. Climb the ladder to success, escalator style. Hold y'all breath. I told y'all, death controls y'all. Big, don't fold, y'all. Uh, I spit phrases that'll thrill you. You're nobody till somebody kills you. You're nobody till somebody. Kills you. I don't I don't want
3: it is, and I mean, that's why it's like, this is like, would be foreshadowing because he finished it yeah. before, you know, he just got released after, right? But yeah. You, don't think that that's you know it's like you kind of write an autobiography and this is like aspects of the lyrical autobiography for you which is Mm. what it kind of turns out to be right um but you you just you know you just don't know because i'm imagining the project was already done and then it was just released then right so um yeah, it's. I mean, these are gritty tracks, and like yeah. you said, you just. I don't know. Yeah. And There's no way you know when you're singing this that that is what's gonna you know, happen to you. Right. You know later. So.
2: Yeah, it makes yeah. that that portion of the album in particular again just so. Like a real kind of a weird gut punch, you know. I remember being at uni, right. sort of when those songs you know when i finally almost caught those songs as opposed to just this the others that i initially went towards or the other ones i gravitated towards when you really spend that time in, listen to those three and it's like oh my gosh like that's right yeah that's um again it, it's just as impactful as ready to die's closer um, yes kind of piece it all together so it's um yeah um kind of brutal uh, brutal but beautiful in its own way so right um, right,
3: so, yeah. I mean, it's just the creativity, right? You just we got robbed, sir. We just didn't know it, yeah. right? So,
2: yeah, Amazing. yeah, um, uh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm sort of scanning the track. This is there anything else for you? I it's um, I I'm trying to think. I mean, the sky's the limit. I remember when. I loved everything about that tune. I was a big One Twelve fan, so to see them oh the yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, you see, you got Bobby Caldwell as a part yes, of the, so yeah, hello, hello. right?
2: So yeah, I, that was brilliant.
3: I, I'm telling you. Yeah. Wait, but who produced that one? Do I do uh, I get, to get that one? Okay, so that one I don't give you know Diddy credit on that one, but you see what I mean? It's still mm. um, you know. DJ Premier with uh, the Ten Crack Commandments. Very poignant, right? Um, It's just, um, it's a really great project, project, right? And, you know, sometimes when you think you got two CDs, you're like, wow, man, that's a lot. You don't know. You know, while you're putting it together, is that too much, right? And then, no, it turns out that you don't have um, a lot of, you know, sometimes you can have that many songs, you can have a couple throwaways, whatever. Uh, But, no, it comes together quite well as a
2: project. Yeah. 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 Did you ever pick up, um, because obviously the 90s saw one more album from him with uh, The Born Again uh project so that was 99 um yeah did you ever pick pick that one up what did you think of it
3: no i didn't pick that one up so i I won't speak on that one um
2: Um. it's i think it was when when you hear it you instantly you identify songs very quickly okay it's funny because this is the the problem i had with like the the two Posthumous albums that they did the the duets one and Born Again yes right uh. yeah you pick them out and it's like it's as we talked about like Ready to Die is that he has that shouty kind of delivery right but then with Life After Death he's found a new completely new like oh I don't need to to do right. it like that I can relax right. but so when you have these posthumous albums the songs are just a mix of those and it doesn't sound cohesive like at all because on one song he'll be like oh that's ready to die era and oh, then yes. like, you'll hear life after death and he's smooth and you know because he didn't have the material as you said that tupac did so that's why they populate it with so many guests so that they hopefully are hiding <laughs> the right. fact that it's it's not right. really you know that it's yes. not just remixed tracks you know and, and so and,
3: yeah and this is you know maybe maybe we, now nah, we'll, we'll leave that alone um <laughs> but but this is to you, to your point cuz it's 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 a great comment you made right is that he was able to on the second album become more smooth and, and his flow was mm. just on point so then you can tell like oh no that was an earlier track that's not okay yeah, and and it's it's that that's what it's like. It's incredible when I think about the amount of uh, songs that Tupac put together, so that you could do yeah. this mix and match thing that Biggie didn't have, right? Hmm. So, um, you know, and I know it's I know it's rare because you know and it's been a while since we've talked about Prince. In one of our conversations, but you know, it's apropos because it's like him and let's say Tupac where you just have this body of work that you can pull from that we don't get. So that when you get a project like this, uh, and I I didn't, I I don't know, I haven't listened to it, so I can't comment, but Mm. when it's, it almost feels like it's patched, patched together, you know, it doesn't have the cohesiveness and you lose a little bit in the translation when when it's put together like that it's
2: yeah you know they do have both of them have a couple of tracks that are are brilliant um yeah just the one i always go to from born again and i'd really recommend um anyone who hadn't heard it to to pick it up there's this track called a rap phenomenon with red man and method man and it's produced by dj premier and it's a brilliant brilliant song and it doesn't sound pieced together it sounds like it was a track that they all all four people kind of put together and it makes sense and it's brilliant um so i always that's that would make a best of you know biggie for me um okay yeah so it's a great great song so um, it probably
3: yeah. did he probably let see that's what i mean he probably did it before probably right? I so it wasn't like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to
2: think if the verses were recognizable or not but i think yeah. i think method man if i remember correctly method man cites biggie's passing on the song oh. um i think if i remember correctly because oh okay. no well oh, there's a track actually with ice cube on it as well and he he does he cites the fact that biggie you know like uh ah. um, okay. that Biggie's you know passed and i always thought well don't don't do that you're supposed to make me believe this is a song (laughs) that you recorded don't you know don't talk about events that couldn't have happened otherwise so
3: well you know i I want to believe the the illusion yeah (laughs) well it has been five years at that point okay all right well yes um but uh yeah. Well that's that's what these albums it's this is the gray area you get into, right? Because it's you know it's it's past. So how do you pull from his his collection to put yeah. together something, right? So that th- I'll have to, I'll I'll definitely check out Rap Phenomen- on my homework project. Thank you. Yeah. I'll, it's I'll, a, I'll, it's I'll do a that. Awesome. And it's yeah. funny
2: cuz like you get you can get that um that response from people where they say it's a money grabbing thing to do but as a fan i was hungry for both of them i wanted it as a fan do you know what i mean and yeah, yeah they both could have been much better um particularly i think duets they just threw so many people on it you know and you didn't need that many um but anyway but you know both have a few great great songs but yeah as a fan I was really hungry for both projects by the time when they came out I really wanted them so um that has to be has to mean something doesn't it you know as opposed to just me being forced a product I don't want as a fan you know
3: no that's true no no and um it just when you, as a fan, get the project, it just has to be put together well so that you don't... Yeah. You don't have something like when we were talking about Michael where the people behind you are like, no, don't don't release this, right? Yeah. So you do want it to be something that you can... Um, you can support that you think will, will, will support his legacy, right? Um, because you Know if you put together something that's not good, then what was the point? Yeah, right. So, yeah, but
2: yeah, you know, I remember buying the um, they did a Faith Evans album, um, somewhat recently, uh, well, in the last uh-huh. say, five or years or so, where okay. it was a great idea, it was sort of a spin off of the, the duets kind of aspect oh. so she called it uh, the king and i and it's basically you know biggie verses and she's created new uh you know she's made she's introduced herself as like a duet partner for all of these songs oh. and um you know on paper amazing lineup of people you know it was everybody that you could possibly want you know it made sense and it was a real great um you know lineup of people again dj premier's on there again um just blaze james poiser mm-hmm. uh salam remy some really great names and some great features as well with little kim and little c's and stuff but it's funny listening to it because you know this is faith evans her background is rooted in in gospel music and yeah you know she's uh, you know people held her as a, such reverence you know in terms of the her just class and dignity and stuff but biggie didn't make love songs no he biggie if you no. t- if we take another we at- yeah, yeah exactly another mm-hmm. or or the r kelly song so she's yeah. taking some of those songs and singing over it, and it's like this isn't working <laughs> There oh. are some very crude lyrics that they actually yeah. left on and she has to kind oh. of sing along kind of endorsing it like oh yeah that's that happened it's like oh did it really like okay
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay that's mm. yeah mm. it doesn't
2: always work but um but yeah, yeah it was a great idea and and she's obviously the one that should she should have done it because obviously of their connection uh and stuff but uh yeah there you go
3: (laughs) maybe the clean version i don't know but it's (laughs) too late now
2: (laughs) it needed a clean version it really did some of it was like oh my gosh i can't believe you 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 put that you shouldn't have put that on there that was yeah uh, okay (laughs) Uh, so yeah there we go i know when we talk about these projects we we always talk about remixes and oh, yeah. I'm a bit stuck because I couldn't find next to any um, no, that came that out was, around yeah. the time of release. And I, and you
3: would uh, actually no. see, he wasn't, you know, some hip hop artists do have like Jay-Z has, you know, good remixes or he at least has the, you release your audio, uh, your acapella, and then DJs can make their right. own underneath it, right? But um, I don't even. That would be a good thing to check as far as for P Diddy to too. I don't know if he was, you know, as supportive of remixes that he wasn't doing, right? So yeah, it's it's not. This plethora you're right no. that's a that's a good point um yeah, yeah I don't know if
2: it was just because it was tied into his 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 passing because obviously the first album has remixes attached to ready to die but um right here I think but they just one... left it almost yeah. intact and um I had a, a remix of of nasty boy which i I can't remember for life I, I was trying to write it down but um'm it's a quite a, a very obvious um sample that they they take and they use the chorus of um i've it's like on the tip of my tongue i i can't think of 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 what song they've borrowed but i was on discogs and i couldn't find any record of it so i, I don't oh, know if this wait. was an unofficial one or
3: they said they sample once stefani on that
2: oh no it's a different one wow which one's that
3: for nasty boy Holler back, girl. Oh, I'm gonna have to go back and see if I can pick the um. yeah.
2: What, uh, what a later remix or?
3: Mm, no, this is on the original, so I don't know about the the remix. This is just on on the album.
2: The sample holler back goes a few years after, wasn't it?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh shoot. This must be a remix thing, because when did it back come out? That's a good point. I
2: don't know. I'd have to look that up. That's interesting.
3: Mm.
2: I should grab the production credits have
3: 2004. The so then, yeah, that had to be a remix. Okay. huh.
2: Yeah, it's a remix. Oh, that's interesting.
3: Or is she probably sampled for her track his song? Oh, okay. And that—that's probably what it was. Okay, that makes more sense.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: So right. then, no, I don't know what the
2: sample is on that one. Mm, no. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we normally yeah, yeah have a uh, have fun to pick from like those tracks. But again, I couldn't find almost any. So no. So that's a shame.
3: <laughs> well, I know. Well, well, we're we're forced to actually pick a song from the <laughs> album as it
2: is and once in a while it
3: does happen
2: you know yeah Yeah. i know sometimes you you like to go a bit off off script which is always very cool because i'm like what where did that come from who's that where did you find that version so um i'm I'm, you still might do that i'm not sure but i'm i'm fascinated to know this is uh the 25th year anniversary and this Uh, will be out fingers crossed on the day of said yes. anniversary, so Rhonda, this is it. The pressure on you is inconceivable. What, well, what track can you pick to honor the legacy of of, of this album? Oh, I wouldn't wow. want to
3: be you right now. Thanks. <laughs> but you will be me because you're going to have to do the intro. I <laughs> so know, okay. but that's much that's later. Cool.
2: <laughs> 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 I get to lie down and really think about it and... Play
3: it again, and then mix it, and then which one sounds the best, and then you, yeah, I got you, I got you. um Well, the obvious pick, which we had discussed previously, I was going to go with going back to Cali because, you know, California love and everything, um just because that's my cut. But if we're going to have to think about the, the album overall, uh, uh, well, I, I'm not going to go... With one of the last three cuts, because I kind of want us to end, even though those are more apropos to him as right. a right, nice thing. I'm gonna go with more money, more problems.
2: Nice, yes,
3: because you know he got to be a little more successful. Problems came with it, and that's you know overall arc of of his life at that point. Right? <laughs>
1: Sell out in the stores You tell me who flop, Who cop the blue drop Who jewels got pops? Who's mostly doshie Down to the blue drop The same old pimp mates. You know ain't nothing Changed but my limp Can't stop so I See my name on a blimp Guarantee me for sells called of level up You don't believe in Harlem world Nigga double up We don't play around It's a bet Lay it down Niggas didn't know me Ninety-one Bet they know me now I'm the young Harlem Nigga with the Goldie sound Can't open Niggas hold me down Cooler, School me to the game Now I know my duty Stay humble Stay low Blow like hooty, true pimp, niggas spend no dough on the booty. Yeah, there go, they go, you cutie. want from me, more money we come Yeah, yeah, want from me, more money I'm the the A to the B, the Y. I know you'd rather see me die than see me fly. Like, I call all the all the spots, rock all the rocks, cop all the drops. I know you're thinking now when all the ball is stopped. Nigga never home, gotta call me on the yacht. Ten years from now, we'll still be on top. Yo, I thought I told you that we won't stop. We won't now what you gonna do when it's school? I got money much longer than yours. And a team much stronger than yours. Valet me, this a Bo day. We don't play, mess around. Be D-O-A, be on your way. Cause it ain't enough shine here, deal with many yeah. women but treat down spare and I'm bigger than the city life down in Times Square yeah, yeah, yeah they want from me, like the more money we come about, the more problems we see I know
0: what they want from me it's like the more money we uh. come about, the more problems uh. we see uh. no info for the D E A. Federal agents mad cause I'm with tap myself and the phone in the basement. My team supreme, stay clean, triple beam, never for dream. i be that, catch a seat at all events, bent Gats in holsters, girls on shoulders, play it, I told you, being and Mike's to me bruise too much, I lose too much Step on stage, the girls boo too much, I guess it's because you run with lame dudes too much Me lose my touch, never that, if I did ain't no problem to get the gap Where the true players at, throw your rollies in the sky Wave side to side and keep your hands high While I give your girl a eye, play a please, lyric lead, nigga B flossing, jig on the cover of Fortune Five double O, it's my phone number, your man I I got the, the dough, got the flow down pizza, black and plus, like this Dangerous, danger on trizak, leave your ass flizzat. Uh-huh.